Welcome to Live, Love, Enjoy with Kendra and Allison. We help you find solutions to the questions you have so you can elevate yourself, your personal growth, and your life. We help you thrive. You are about to listen to part two of our episode with author Paula Anstead. We created this podcast in two parts in order for you to take away and digest all of the great tips. We highly recommend you listen to part one as well. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed recording it. What if I can open up my possibilities and just go where it feels right? Remember I said, it's not going to make sense. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, your intuition, that gut feeling about what you you feel called to do. How do you know uh, that's your intuition? Well, chances are it's not going to make sense and it's not going to fit in the box you're currently in. So that's usually a good little indicator that it's an inner touch. It becomes quite exciting. Again, I'm a words person, even though it's not because I'm an author, but I do love words and I love the energy around a word. Curious is often a word people hear me say, and I say, well, let's get curious about this. Mm. Like, let's get curious about it. Curious is exciting, right? Curious Mm -hmm. is looking for more information, for more pieces to the puzzle to come together. Curious is about finding out what feels right. And if we can just get curious about something, no longer am I trying to make a decision based on maybe a menu of selections. Mm -hmm. Now the menu is an a la carte menu, not a fixed menu. And it's open to possibilities. Totally open to possibilities. I can have whatever I want. I can have three desserts if I want to in an a la carte menu. I like that word curious. I always say that people need to continue asking questions, striving for knowledge. And striving to connect with what feels right. Let the knowing come from down in here versus up here. Let that knowing and then trust it. Trust it. You get these tugs and trust it. The last thing I want to touch on is when you're not honoring, you said there was a low grade resentment towards that person or that thing. And it doesn't remain necessarily low grade. I know I've been victim of this resenting something that doesn't feel right and isn't in my intuitive best interest so can we expand on that a little bit that's, that's a huge that's a huge clue it is a huge clue and I'm grateful that I have moved out of that place now there was a, a pivotal moment when I realized I was resenting my daughter I'm pretty quick to take action when something becomes that clear to me. I can see the situation that happened and I saw my resentment. Something that I believe in is taking 100% responsibility for yourself. So I thought, okay, she's truly done nothing that really warrants the feeling that you have inside. So you can blame her. You can do whatever you want, but that's not true. What is true is you're denying what feels right for you and doing what feels right for you. If I was to pass that over and put it onto her, that was only going to create a wedge between us because I was really putting something onto her that wasn't hers. So by me owning it, then I was able to make some choices that dissolved that resentment. It left her with some things to deal with, but that was okay because again, if we keep the communication open and and keep working with something. So like we were talking about before in relationships, 
it's not about saying, well, I really don't care about you and I don't care. I'm doing this anyways. It's not about that because you're in a relationship with somebody you care about. So it's like, how do we make this work? How do we do what honors you? How do we do what honors me? How do we make this work? What do we need to do? It's still about being kind and compassionate and considerate, but really about being kind and caring. Those are two big ones for me, kind and caring. You don't come at somebody with that attitude if you're being kind and if you're being caring and if they're an important person in your life. I've made that big leap, if you will, or I have kind of feel like I've gotten over that, that bigger mountain. I use house analogies a lot. <laughs> you clean off your kitchen countertop and you come home with a piece of paper or something, you don't even want to set it there because it's clean. So you want to stay on top of it, in other words. So if you've done, if you've cleaned out a closet at home, don't you think twice about shoving something into it? Because you really want to keep it clean. It's the same in our emotional life. When you've done a big clean, you're pretty careful with what you shove back in that space. So when it shows up now, I see it right away because it's fresh and it's new and it's the first piece of paper on the countertop. Okay, I can deal with that piece of paper. But when there's 10 of them there, you just keep moving them around. You move it over here when you need this counter and then you move it to the kitchen table and then maybe over onto the dining room table and then it goes over onto the buffet, right? Because you just keep, I do anyways, moving it around because there's too many. But if there's one piece, I'll just deal with it. And so it's like that when you do the big emotional clean, as I'm going to call it. When I got through those big things with, um, between her and I say, because it affected her, my decisions affect her the most. Now, when something shows up, it's like that single piece of paper on the table. So it doesn't get to the resentment place. Resentment is the 10th piece of paper. <laughs> resentment is actually not the 10th piece of paper. It's the first one. And it's got 10 more of them on top. Now, as things show up, I'm quick to address them. And I think it's worthwhile saying that how that's even possible to do is by moving slower through my day. Because if you don't, if we're too busy, then it's like, okay, I'm going to come back and have that conversation. Well, you don't. Mm -hmm. And then another one gets layered on top and layered on top and layered on top. I made a choice and it's another chapter in the book. Interestingly enough, I don't, you know what? It's so funny because as I said at the top of this conversation, I did not set out to write this book, but I do love this book because it still helps me today. I still open it today. And I think the messages that came to me when I was writing before I intended to write it are what we might call timeless. They apply over and over and over to the different situations in my life. The one that I was just going to say is when I say yes to something, what am I saying no to? That helps me tremendously. Or when I say no to something, what am I saying yes to? These kind of things have really, really helped me about being busy. I chose, and it was a choice, to step out of busy. I have seen many people busy themselves with other things. So they've traded busies. Yes. I made a very conscious choice to step out of busy. And, you know, once again, you can get judged for that. And I remember one time being asked to take a position in a group that I was a member of. 
I said, no, that at this time, it's not the right time for me to take that on. And there was this underlying kind of feeling or comment that I have more time than most of the people in this group. And I said, well, I'm not going to own that. Mm -hmm. And I said, but right now I know that if I say yes to that, I am going to be saying no to something else. And I need to not say no to that right now. Taking, making a choice to step out of busy in a world that seems to, uh, what's the word, uh, romanticize, not romanticize, that badge of honor is if you're super busy. And I talk about that in one of these chapters. Crazy busy. Well, look at the, even the adjective, crazy busy crazy makes us crazy makes people around us crazy so when you choose to step out of busy you will be judged I it's a good chance because I remember those judgments and I decided no I am going to stay true to this and hopefully give them permission to stop being so busy too so that not being as busy has helped me keep my countertop cleaner you don't get the pile of the resentment (laughs) don't get the pile of papers for that. Well, I do get the pile of papers, but not those papers. Yeah. Wow. So many amazing tidbits. I know we have, and we can talk for hours and hours and hours, which is incredible. So many wonderful Paulaisms and such information. I know we've had some great discussions about things. We're going to recommend that everybody read your book because there's so many life-changing things that can be learned from there. I have a copy, so I'm, I'm in the middle of it. Just quick tips, even if you touch back on some things just to highlight that you've already spoken. Mm-hmm. For somebody who might be curious about peeling back the layers, getting more aware of themselves so they can make changes and be in a really happy, loving, kind place if they are not. The thing that comes immediately to mind is that know that it is not a selfish thing to do, that so often we think, oh my gosh, how is it going to affect this person, that person, this person? I can truly say from my own experience that the more I said yes and honored what felt right for me, as hard as some of those changes were the more they did benefit and serve the people closest to me. So change the story you're telling yourself around taking care of yourself. It's so important. Something I say in this book, and I said, I remember Rita Davenport. I remember her saying one time, if I had, and these might be different denominations, but say, if I had $5 in my pocket, and you asked me for 10, could I give it to you? And of course the answer is no. As a person, if my cup is empty, if my heart is not being filled by me and somebody needs something from me, I have nothing to give. When my heart is filled and my cup is filled, what I have to give not only is abundant, it's clean, and it's pure, it's without agenda, it's without edge, it's true. It is the greatest thing that you can give to somebody is from that place of your own happy heart. 
the most selfish thing in many ways that we could do is not to take care of ourselves, whether it's our physical health, our emotional health, or our mental health. You know, sometimes my daughter, I have a nutrition background too. And so I get the jabs around certain things that I eat or whatever, I'm over it. And I say to her, you are going to be so glad when I am 80 years old and doing laps around you, my friend, because I'm so healthy and happy, right? Because I said, or, you know, you don't want to be taking care of me. So you should be loving that I am taking care of me in a way that feels right for me at this time. And so I say that on every level, the greatest thing that you can give to the people you love the most is to take care of yourself because they can't take care of you now. They're not gonna wanna take care of you down the road either. That is a gift that I wanna give to her as well is my health my well-being and my health and when I'm ready to leave I'm gonna say it's been great I'm out (laughs) (laughs) many decades from now (laughs) that's such a great thought sort of an extreme of put the mask over yourself first on the plane plane. exactly that's exactly it Kendra anything to add comment ask I absolutely love your analogies. It makes it, it just makes so much sense. And I'm going to go downstairs and clean off my countertop after we're done this. (laughs) It's the kind of thing as you're saying that, I think exactly. It's when there's physically a pile of papers there, the one on the bottom, which has been there the longest, gets looked at last, maybe, or sometimes if I leave it long enough, I can actually throw it out and not deal with it. I just love the way you've explained it because sometimes I find it's hard for me to explain things in that intuition kind of a realm. This is, I'm pretty sure everyone listening has had a messy countertop. I am sure everyone who is listening has bought something that they absolutely love, got it home and thought, where do I put this now? I have some pillows in the basement. They don't even match in the basement. And when I got them, it's these peacocks on it. The color is amazing. Does not match one thing in the house. And I think, well, um, hmm, I still need to find a place for those because they are just so beautiful. I love how you've shown you have the awareness and the action and honoring that the feelings that it may be difficult probably is in most cases and you got through it to thrive and the last thing I'll say is you talking about let's get curious about this because curious to me is a word when you talk about curious you are excited you're passionate you're like okay let's see where this goes I have a feeling there are people with you use the word curious, it is incredibly scary to them because if you're Mm. curious, you don't know what you're going to find. And what if I don't like what I find? You're showing though, be curious, find it and find the, the goodness in it, find the prize in it. I too could listen to you for hours. 
I just love it. I made a ton of notes. I would just love to say those people that are afraid that curious makes them scared, just believe that you're worthy. I love that. The reason you're scared, maybe, obviously not for certain, possibly one of the reasons that you're afraid of what you might see, you can't not see what you have seen. And so if you see something and it is going to now stare you in the face, a decision or a choice that you need to make, that's what becomes scary. Looking in the box, not so scary. Taking the step, making the change could be scary. And my motto, it still is this today, is do one thing big or small to move yourself forward. My book, as you know, I said, oh, it was a bit of a train wreck what happened that caused me to go into the place in between. It does not always have to be a train wreck. <laughs> you don't always have to be the bull in the china shop. Tried it, not exactly advisable. It is a way, but you can find one small thing and start to make change that way start to make change in a way that is doable for you and the people in your life. And I talk about that in my book too. I remember changing Christmas traditions. And a few years back, someone was saying, how the heck did you do that? We all were together at this networking group after Christmas and they're all drained and stressed and all of this and stuff. And I said, oh, how was your Christmas? I said, great. He said, it's just, you know, I was by myself all day. <laughs> And they're like, what? And I said, oh, it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Like that's what feels right for me. And, you know, is not to do all those crazy things around Christmas. And she said, how did you do that? I said, a little bit every year. It might start by leaving a half an hour early. That might be your first doable step. So for the person that's too afraid to be curious, be excited to be curious because you're worth it and know that you can manage it and you can handle the change if you do one doable step. You don't have to change everything overnight, but allow yourself to see it and then find what's the first doable step. Doable, not one that's going to keep you awake. Doable. I love not that. necessarily overwhelming. No, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be overwhelming at all. I, I think because that's, giving yourself permission to we talk a lot about you know step outside your comfort zone and all that kind of thing it's also great like you're saying to do that one small step give yourself permission that whatever path and journey you're on is exactly the path and journey you're meant to be on this whole chat we've had is about that it really is i was just at the garden center and i'm wanting some palm trees because i want instant palm tree I need to go in a certain space and everybody's sold out of palm trees. So I could buy these. Yeah. So I could, yeah, I should get some blow up ones. So I could buy these grasses. Well, the grasses will be perfect in like three years. I want them now. Another great analogy. We want the change now. We want to be there now. We want the closet cleaned out now. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to have the pillows fit into our house now, but what is one small step 
in that direction. And it might not look like enough and match it to your energy. There are gonna be days where maybe getting up is that one small step, honor it, it's enough. It's enough that day. Maybe the next day you've got a, an abundance of energy. So match it to that, no judgment, no judgment, only honor, only honor. And know that they do add up. They do add up over time and distance. They definitely will. So fun talking about this stuff, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, We're thank so you. Girls. To have you and have all of this knowledge from you that hopefully will help a lot of people out there listening. That is my hope as well. When I was writing the, the intro to my book, I wrote, if this helps one person, it will all have been worth it. Because as we said at the beginning, it wasn't an intention to write. But when I looked at it, it felt like the right thing to do. I'm just honoring what felt right. And I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to speak about it with both of you. So thank you so much for creating the opportunity and inviting me here. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, it has been our pleasure. Everyone listening, please, please, please check out Paula's book. It's called The Journey Between Places and Exploring What Shows Up Along the Way. Thanks, Kendra. And thank you, Allison. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. And until next time. Thank you for joining us at Live, Love, Enjoy with Kendra and Allison. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information and free resources, visit us at www.liveloveandjoy.com. If you're interested in expanding yourself, your personal growth, or your life, consider joining LLJ Connect. Visit us at liveloveandjoy.com forward slash LLJ connect. Until next time, live love and share joy.
you for joining us at Live, Love, Enjoy with Kendra and Allison. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information and free resources, visit us at www.liveloveandjoy.com. If you're interested in expanding yourself, your personal growth, or your life, consider joining LLJ Connect. Visit us at liveloveandjoy.com forward slash LLJ dash connect. Until next time, live love and share joy.